What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Janelle, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, wonderful. I'm experiencing an echo here, so let me figure out why it's doing this one. Okay. okay. Yeah, I hear a lot of echo. I'm going to restart the show. Give me just a moment, okay, Janelle? So you'll probably need to call okay. back. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Lulu, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. 
Okay, just wanted to make sure you're in. I'm going to go ahead and mute you back out, okay? Okay. All right. Hello, Janelle. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. hear you just well. So we're just waiting on one more guest um, to come on. Um, I'm not sure if you all have noticed, but unfortunately her phone is not letting her dial in. So she is trying to dial in from another number or dial in from the computer. Worst case scenario, we will keep the show running, so we would change the order of everything. So we would just move everyone up and bring Tina towards the end. We have three minutes and counting to the beginning of showtime. I do want to thank everyone that's currently on the lines waiting for the show. We are definitely excited. And once again, thank you to all of our future and special guests. It is definitely an honor to have each of you in the building tonight. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It is, it is wonderful to be able to share and bring lupus awareness. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure.
Greetings and salutations. Welcome, everyone, to four-time award radio-winning show, P-O-E-T Radio, People of Extraordinary Talent. I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany. This is the launching of a new phase, and I am so very excited to have each of the guests on the line tonight. Without further ado, we're going to start this show off right, like we used to do back in the day on Inspirational Expressions. Faith-inspired expressions willing to do just about anything. I'm addicted. Can't you sense? I need it like my body needs air. Stand in between it if you dare. Satisfied with nothing less. The might you have got to bless. Each stanza infiltrates, taking me away from the sinful state. No worries begin to cease, for tonight we will share our peace. Through faith-inspired expressions, you will get your peace. Let's start your week off right. In darkness, allow faith-inspired expressions to be your light. Come on. You know you need your fix. I, Enigmatic Mahogany, am your pusher, overdosing you on faith-inspired expressions. Once again, everyone, thank you so very much for tuning in tonight to faith-inspired expressions. Tonight, we are definitely in for a treat. I decided that with May being Lupus Awareness Month, what better way than to end out the month celebrating the victories, the fight, the struggle, the warriors of lupus here live on Faith Inspired Expressions. I do want to make sure that I send a big shout-out to the CEO of Poet, which is none other than Black Ice himself. Tonight we are in for a treat. We have a mixture of poetry and a mixture of one of my favorite things, testimonies and journeys. Tonight we are going to begin with a very, very dear friend of mine, her name is Tina. We also have the Chanel on the line, which is the princess of poetry, as well as Miss Lasagna. In the midst of all of this, you will have the opportunity to also share your poetry. It is an open mic forum. This show will be available to you every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Sun Standard Time. So you will be able to get your fix every week, and I will be here to be your pusher. I'm going to go ahead and bring in Miss Tina to begin our story, our journey of lupus. Tina, are you there with us? I am. I am. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. It's definitely a pleasure and an honor. Tina, I have had the honor of knowing you throughout the years, working with you, and still seeing the woman of strength that you possess, the woman of God that you carry in your walk no matter what. And this is one thing I do want to say before I allow you to get into your journey. With lupus, lupus is a condition. However, it does not define any of these women on the line. And there are gentlemen as well that do encounter lupus. So tonight, before we even get into their journey, getting into their story of lupus, I would like for each of the women on the line to tell us about them. Because once again, they are not defined by lupus. They are indeed warriors. So Ms. Tina, without further ado, I know you will, but everybody on the line and those chimes in over the web, they don't know Tina like I do. So give the people what they want. Give them a little bit about Miss Tina. All right. Um, I am um, and I'm in my early 40s, a mom of four teenagers. I'm proud of them, very talented. I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to, um, of course, work with you, uh, and, and do a lot of traveling, do some things with my children, and just kind of pass along some of the, the things, the experiences, and the talents that I have had throughout my, my years of um, growing up and things like that. Um, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a music lover. Uh, I had aspired at one point in my life to be a professional singer. Um, 
but you know, sometimes life doesn't go the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still so, uh, hey, I, I put it like this. I, I live vicariously through my children. So <laughs> so my son, you know, he's a he's a master trombone player and that's you know, that's the side of music and then, you know, my daughters, they're singers, so that's the side of music. So I, I live vicariously through them. I support them with everything they do and um like I said, I, I've traveled extensively with them, you know, I've been a stage mom and everything, uh, with that. So um, I love art, <clears throat> poetry, of course, um, and um, I've lived all over the country. I'm originally from New York, Buffalo, New York. Hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> live here in Huntsville, um, in uh, Arizona, Georgia. So it's kind of all over the place. So, um, you know, I've had a lot of experiences and and a lot of um, blessed opportunities to meet a lot of different people and. Uh, you know, um, just be a, a part of different types of community and, and, and cultures. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, one of the things I, I want to say is thank you so much for opening this platform um, because one of the things about lupus that I found over the years, no matter where I've been, is that people are either unaware of the disorder or they don't know um, how to react to someone that actually has it, you know, and so I found um, for myself, you know, I, again, I mean, I'm in my early 40s, and I don't, I, I've been told I don't look that, but um, I've also been told I don't look sick either. And I could be, you know, just down in the dirt and feel horrible and still, you know, people think that it's, it's not real. So um, it is definitely um, <clears throat> an awareness that needs to be had and, you know, some compassion for those. Uh, lupus has been in my family for uh, several generations. We've lost many uh, family members. My father just three years ago to the disease as well. So it is definitely, um, you know, uh, a difficult uh, life to live when you have it. Um, okay, let me ask you this, Tina, because I know you said, and it's very common that a lot of people aren't even aware of the disease of lupus or know exactly what it is. Now, I know that you've, of course, had a history of family members that unfortunately have lost the battle to lupus, but before your family was impacted by lupus, did, did you know what lupus was? Well, because it's, it's, it's been in my family for so many generations, um, you know, again, my grandfather passed with lupus. It's just always been something that I've been aware of for my whole life. Um, when my favorite aunt she has lupus and just my whole life I've always been aware of it because it has been a part of my family and I've seen what it does to people and I you know I recognized what it was um in them and you know how to react to their condition uh ironically my father was diagnosed after I was but um but we knew it was it was genetic and we knew it was in our family so yeah and Tina, when did you actually find out that you did have lupus, or when were you diagnosed with lupus? Um, I actually had um, several years of um, symptoms, and um, I want to say the greatest impact of my symptoms started like in 2009, and um, I was working like 16-hour days, again, a wife and a mother of four, and um, you know, initially, my primary care physician just chalked it up to just overwork and stress, you know. Um, but <clears throat> after several years of going through this pain, 
and several tests. Uh, lupus is actually like considered like a ghost disease because you can't just go to the doctor and say, oh, I got a sore throat, I got lupus. You know, it, it, there's a special test you have to have. Um, they do an, what they call an ANA. I'm not real sure exactly what the medical uh, term is for it, but your ANA has to have a certain level of um, of numbers for, for you to be considered um, to have an autoimmune disorder. So initially, um, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia by my primary care physician in Arizona. But then in 2012, when I relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, <clears throat> I went to a, a, an actual rheumatologist. And it was then that the rheumatologist found that I was, uh, you know, positive for lupus. And for years, I would never um, tell my doctors that I, you know, that I had a family history of lupus because, you know, I, I didn't want to claim it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I didn't want to say, hey, that's going to be me one day. Um, <laughs> so I would never tell them that, that it ran in our family. Um, and so initially, when they first told me that I had it, I was just kind of like in shock, like, um, no, that can't be right. But um, after several different uh, opinions, not just a second, it was like a third and a fourth, you know, at one point, at some point I did have to accept, um, you know, the diagnosis in the state that I was in. And, and because I didn't want to really accept it at first, I, I didn't know how to embrace it. I didn't know how to, you know, live with it. So, yeah. And Tina, let me ask you this because a lot of people on the line may not be familiar completely with lupus. You spoke about having several years of symptoms. What are some of those symptoms that you encountered? Um, well, fortunately, I was not one that had the the quintessential mask, um, butterfly mask. So, on your face, you, there's like a if, if you look at your, from your nose and then outward towards your cheeks and your, you know, your cheeks and around your forehead, around your eyes, um, you can form like a type of mask. And that's, that's a lot of telltale uh, signs there, um, obvious signs for some uh, lupus patients. They have the mask. And I didn't have anything like that. <clears throat> um, I actually had um, excessive amounts of fatigue. Um, you know, constant headaches, and I absolutely had body pains. My joints hurt extremely bad um, uh, all the time. It didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter, you know, if I had physical activity or no activity. It didn't matter if I took, you know, medication for it. Like, there, it was hardly nothing that I could do to alleviate the pain. Um, and it, it can be debilitating. You know, it was times like my hands, because I do hair, it, my fingers would cramp up on me and I couldn't, I couldn't braid. Um, there would be times where, you know, after driving somewhere, like I couldn't walk or just sitting for, you know, a while, I couldn't walk and things like that, like my hip joints and everything would hurt. So, um, but most of, most of the time um, you find uh, the key symptoms are usually um, joint pain, widespread joint pain, um, arthritis. Uh, the mask is another uh, indicator you can find because it does. Uh, you have photosensitivity, you know, sensitivity to the sun, and so um, you know. So I had a lot of those those symptoms going on. Now, with all of those symptoms, Tina, because you've spoken earlier, and this is one thing that I definitely want to make sure that I highlight the various areas of your life and the things that you've done from being a mom of four teenagers, traveling the world 
living vicariously through them, being a stage mom, <laughs> how is it that you were able to maintain and manage all of those aspects of your life still fighting through lupus? Oh, my. Um, you know what? Honestly, for, for a few years, it, it actually took me out, um, you know, gradually over time. And, and, and I'm going to tell you a, a very, um, you know, specific situation. Um, after moving to Georgia, I still tried to maintain, you know, taking care of my kids and my husband and my household. And, you know, I also had a, a, a business. I was doing, um, I was teaching uh, extreme couponing classes and things like that, uh, did hair and makeup on the road. And so um, over time, you know, I started to lose certain abilities. Like I wasn't able to drive. I wasn't able to do hair. I wasn't able to do these things over time. And it gotten to the point where I had gotten so sick, I wasn't able to hold my head up. I wasn't able to do anything just to even exist. Um, and it was really hard uh, putting that on my family, especially my young children at the time. Um, so we had to forego a lot of the things that we were used to doing and being and having because of, you know, me falling to this disease. Um, so it came to a point where we, we moved from Atlanta, and we found out uh, later that we had a very bad uh, mold uh, infestation in our townhouse, and our landlord would never do anything about it. And we finding out that information, you know, anyone that is aware of black mold, you know that it, it, it debilitates a, a healthy person, a healthy immune system. But somebody in my condition, it had riddled my body so badly I was actually deemed terminal um, in June of 2016. I mean, I'm sorry, January 2016. Um, so when we moved, uh, by the grace of God, I actually, I started getting better. And um, over time, I kind of rebuilt my strength, uh, you know, had to change my diet and just really work around um, the disease and what I could and couldn't do. And, um, you know, at which point, I got better. I, I still have the disorder. I still have my good days and my bad days. And I know, you know, certain things with when it's cold outside, it's really, really bad on me. Um, but I, but I know that, you know, minimizing my level of stress and making sure that I get plenty of rest absolutely helps um, in my particular situation. Um, but you know, I, I, I know that I'll never be back to capacity where I was prior to. Um, you know, the, the sickness really taking me um, as hard as it did. But I'm absolutely better now than I was. You know, um, I, I wanted to prove a point. and said I would never drive again. I would never walk again. I would never, you know, do hair. I would, I would die. I would have, would have nothing. And, and at one point I felt like I wanted to die because it was so bad. Mm. But, you know, it, it was so hard for me because, when my doctor told me that I was going to die, it took me days to tell my parents. It took me two weeks to tell my husband. And when I looked at my kids, it was like I can't tell them that their mother is going to die, right. you know. So I made a choice to do whatever I had to do or whatever I could possibly do to, um, you know, get my health to where they could at least have their mother back in some in some aspect of, of, of who I was. Um, and so, you know, again, 
it, it took it took a while. I, I have a very amazing support system. My friends and my family, they they when I felt like I wanted to give up, they didn't let me. They didn't let me. They you know they 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 made me prove to myself and to the world that what a man told me I couldn't do, God allowed me to do. Amen. And he is truly the MD, the G-O-D, will be mm -hmm. able to turn around any diagnosis. So I definitely thank you, Tina, for bringing light to that as well. Now, Tina, one thing I did want to ask you in closing before we move to our next special guest this evening, I wanted to ask you if there was something that you could tell other lupus warriors on the line, those that are battling with lupus, number one, what would that be? Number two, for those that may be dealing with family members that have lupus, because as you stated, it's a ghost disease. What are some ways that you would recommend that they are able to assist and help their family members or even friends? Well, um, the first thing that I, I would want to tell fellow survivors of, um, of this disease is that, you know, don't give up hope. That's just, you know, that's just the reality. Don't give up your faith in God and what God can do for you, for us. And, you know, because you never know if, if, if there is going to be a cure, you never know if there is going to be something out there better that can help you. Um, and, and even if it doesn't come in our lifetime, you know, minimizing the level of stress and just trying to keep a happy, positive um, outlook on what you do have and, and how far you have come makes it a little bit easier day by day to live with it, you know. And as far as like the family members go, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I have I have of course I have family members but I also have friends that are just now starting to experience these things. And and I constantly tell them just uh you know, just listen. You you have to you have to listen to what this person needs. You know, I, I have to tell my family, even my children at times, I have to remind them, like, okay, look, you know, mom needs to rest. I, you know, I, I do the best that I possibly can to do everything that you want me to do or you need me to do, but at the end of the day, I have to rest and I have to take the time. And I need, you know, and I need them to listen and understand that. And so, you know, as family members or friends of the disease, you know, if you hear this person saying, you know, I need your help, or I just need your patience, or I just need your understanding, just give them that because there's not a whole lot that anybody can do to, you know, for you. It's just something that, that has to run its course that, you know, sometimes the flare-up is, is quick and sometimes it lasts a little bit longer. And all, all I can ask for somebody to do is just be patient with me and understand that I'm working through it. And if you could just be patient and work through it with me and just, you know, just to help me be happy with, with what I, where I am, then, you know, that, that can help out a lot. That's just, you know, where I feel. <laughs> so. Well, absolutely, <clears throat> Tina. I definitely want to thank you first and foremost for taking the time out of your busy schedule sure. to join us here on Faith Inspired Expressions to share your journey to provide awareness to the ghost disease of lupus. On mm -hmm. the future, a blog that I located here in regards to the Lupus Foundation of America, and we'll end out with this with Tina before moving into Janelle. On the future, no matter what your future goals are, don't let lupus stop you. On living life to the fullest, your life doesn't have to be less cool or less interesting or less fun now that you can have lupus. 
You can still have a fabulous and exciting life and do all the things that you want to do. And we've heard that right here from Miss <laughs> Tina living vicariously <laughs> through her son. And see, I'm her friend. I live here in Huntsville, Alabama, which is where I'm based at. We will be doing some exciting things. So lupus definitely will not stop her. And I'm sure for the warriors that we have on the line and the poets, because I know we have some poets that have chimed in as well, lupus will not stop you. Once again, Tina, thank you so very much. You are greatly appreciated, and I do hope you enjoy the remainder of the show, love. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Leela. I love you. You're, you're awesome, and I, I definitely um, appreciate the time to uh, tell my story. So good luck to everyone else. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing all the rest of the, the journeys and testimonies as well. Thank you so very much, Queen. Everyone, you have now been tuned into Faith Inspired Expressions, brought to you by none other than POET Radio, where Black Ice is our CEO. Coming up next, you will hear from Janelle Strickland, better known as the Princess of Poetry. She is indeed the Princess of Poetry, where she encompasses the titles of elder, minister, performer, and poet, with even a book, Princess Designs, handcrafted juries as well. So please, without further ado, I am going to bring in this warrior and queen, my fellow sis, Princess of Poetry, Miss Janelle Strickland. Greetings and salutations, Miss Janelle. Welcome to the show. How are you? Great evening. Great evening. I am by faith. I'm fine. I'll put it that way. We love that answer. My favorite one is to say, blessed and highly favored. I won't complain. So (laughs) by faith, I am with you, my queen. Yes, ma'am. And as we just did with my friend Tina, I know I gave her like a little quick blurb on the Princess of Poetry, but everybody on the line may not know Miss Janelle. So I would like to give you the opportunity (laughs) to speak to who you are, because like I said, lupus is not going to define anyone, not here, not today, not tomorrow, not ever, as long as I got something to do with it. So without further ado, I'm going to let you tell the people what they want. Let them know a little bit about it. (laughs) Well, great evening, everybody. I am honored, and it is definitely a privilege to be here on the show. I am the princess of poetry, Elder Janelle Strickland, calling in from North Carolina. Um, I am a nationally awarded performance poet, as well as I am in full-time ministry. I serve as elder and chief of staff at the amazing Maximizing Life Family Worship Center located in the city of Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm a mother of four. I have two grandchildren and two on the way, so I'm really excited about that. Um, When it comes to lupus, this is what I say. I am not the face of lupus. I am, however, the face and voice of victory over lupus. I do not intend to ever live out the diagnosis and meet the doctor's expectations because I've read in the word of God that healing is his children's bread and that he wishes above all things that I should prosper and be in health. So I'm going to go with what God said about it and not what the doctors said about it, okay? Um, As far as me and what I do, um, I own the Princess of Poetry Entertainment Group, and under that I am the artist, the Princess of Poetry. Um, I currently produce the Living Monologues and the Life Cafe radio show for my church. I have an artist curriculum that teaches the business of poetry. 
um, called the Behind the Mic series. As she said, I have a custom line of jewelry that I design and create that includes a T-shirt line. That is under Princess Designs. I am a published author. I am in Legacy Arises from the Threshing Floor Part 1. I'm going to be in Part 2, and I'm also going to be in The Mantle I Never Asked For, all coming out um, later on this year. And I'm also going to complete a CD project, and I have two more books that are coming out early part of next year. So I am busy every single day I get up with the intention of beating lupus to death and making the devil out of a liar and doing everything the doctor said that I'm not supposed to do. Janelle, you said a mouthful. Not not only are you busy every day, sounds like you're busy every second. Every minute, every hour. When do you rest? I'm curious. When when do you find the time to rest? When I get tired, I rest. <laughs> it's it's just so simple. Is, does the princess of poetry ever get tired? By the sounds of it, it, it does not appear to be so. So first and foremost, I definitely want to thank you and congratulate you for all of your many achievements and accomplishments. I'm sure that's only a fraction of what you will be able to tell about in the years to come. Definitely congratulations on the two grandbabies coming. I know that you're already a grandmother, too, so congratulations <laughs> on those other two coming. You know, because my mom, she, she swears my kids are hers, you know. So I get it. You know, I just I am the vessel that brought them here, but they're hers, you know. So I, I, I got it you know, fully understood and noted. Well, you are definitely a ball and a burst of energy. We will definitely have the opportunity to speak about your journey on lupus, but what's unique tonight about the princess of poetry, as you can take in her name, she is a dynamic poet, and as you've heard, she is an author, award-winning for her poetry as well, known across the world for her spoken word for is indeed a gift. And I love how you pay tribute and honor to God, knowing that with him, it doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what any diagnosis may say. It doesn't matter how it may look in the beginning, but God is going to carry you throughout. And that is something to stand on. Many people can't do that. They can't just lay it at the altar. A lot of times we hear at church, leave it on the altar. If you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. And that seems to be mm-hmm. something that you have truly taken in and that you are living out on a day-to-day basis. So without further ado, this is what I want to do because this is one of my favorite parts as well, Miss Janelle. We're going to get into that poetic <laughs> pen because the pen is the way that we express ourselves. A lot of times our pen is our blood as it's ink. So tonight, mm-hmm. right here on Faith Inspired Expressions, the first poet, no, I'm sorry, the second poet you're going to hear from, because you had to hear from me first, but the second poet that you are going to hear from is none other than the princess of poetry. Take us away, Miss Janelle. Thank you. This poem is entitled Words of Encouragement for Me to Myself, and it's actually a result of my cancer battle um, right before the diagnosis of lupus, which we'll get into later. But I want to send this out to the lupus warriors everywhere and encourage your hearts, even though this battle seems like it's endless, there are some great points about it. So words of encouragement for me to myself. I often battle just to stay ahead trying so hard to keep these negative thoughts outside of my head, and I live. When others think that I am dead, and it's my choice, and I choose life instead, my hope 
It lies in the impossible. Yes, I'm still here. You're listening to a miracle. And my very presence is truly impressionable. And to settle for less than God's best, well, that's just plain old unacceptable. But sometimes I shudder at the thought of being alone. And then I'll start to reminisce about past relationships dead and gone. But I am a woman, both beautiful and strong. Success is my destination. So I invite you to come along. Now, I am confident in everything that I am, and despite what others may think, I don't seek validation from any man, because every dream and every goal, God already told me that I can, and prosperity is the penmanship of poetry within my hand. And so today, I laugh instead of cry, and I value every opportunity and try not to let any just slip by, and my gift it is the knotted bond with each poem that I tie. My heart, my soul, and my body are healed by the God of a lifetime. So to myself, I say congratulations because I work hard to uphold all of my life's many configurations, but I won't let anything, not even lupus, will break my concentration. And now that I am encouraged, I'll resume my many obligations because I am the princess of poetry. And that's that piece. Indeed, you are the princess of poetry. Those words of encouragement, although you did indeed tie lupus into it, it could be applicable to various factors of one's life and the journeys that they go through just to stay ahead. So you have to keep that negative out of your head, and it's so easy so easy mm -hmm. to get that negative thinking in your mind, especially when you're listening to the thoughts of others and they say it, but they don't have the final say. So you chose to choose life. And you could have mm -hmm. said, you know, lupus got me. I'm done. Take me out the game. But see, your hope lied in the impossible or so. That's what man says. But see, the God we know, he's possible of all. So you won't settle for anything Amen. less than God's best. Success, you say it's your destination. You've already arrived, Janelle. You're just expounding upon that destination. See, you are confident in who you are. It's the self-love that matters most, and you figured that out. You don't have to seek validation from anywhere else, and rather than crying and throwing yourself a pity party, you laugh. So you have a gift within you, and so many times God wants us to stir up that gift within us, but we don't know how. But see, you allow that gift to be that knotted bond, healed by God of a lifetime, I congratulate you, I congratulate Tina, I congratulate Lusanya, better known as Lulu as well, because you all will not allow lupus to break you. It will not break your concentration. Those words of encouragement as they spoke to you, Ms. Janelle, they also spoke to me. Thank you so very much for the first edition that we received, Words of Encouragement. You're welcome. I am honored and I'm humbled. God bless you. Absolutely. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm falling in love. Like I told y'all, y'all didn't catch the beginning of the show. I love poetry. And for those that know me from years beyond, I'm getting back to me. I'm getting back to my love of poetry and being able to reach the masses. So I'm making sure y'all finna get that overdose. So if y'all didn't hear my piece at the beginning of the show, you finna get the overdose. We finna be your pushers tonight of encouragement 
upliftment, as well as inspiration. And before I proceed, I have to make sure that I do this because there's a father of inspiration as well. There's a father of positivity. He keeps things positive no matter what. And because of him, I have the availability to be back on this platform at POET with Faith Inspired Expressions. We're going to try to chime into his line real quick, but Janelle, Princess of Portia, mm-hmm. stay ready. And one of his rules is if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. But I'm about to see if I can bring him in. He's a hardworking man, y'all. He works on the front mm-hmm. lines. He works in the medical profession. But that is none other than CEO Black Ice. So let's see if we can bring him in and chime in just a moment. If not, we'll take him back out. Black Ice in the building. Can you hear me, love? There's this elevator, right? It's full of people. Some family, <laughs> some friends, some strangers. But you're all in the basement. See, the basement represents that brand new idea that was blessed to be manifested in your mind by the time you share your idea with the 10 people standing in the elevator next to you. They get off before the door even closes, sort of like those so-called friends. The ones who you thought would be there through thick and thin down to the end didn't even make it to the first floor. The door closes. The elevator rises. Much to your surprise, you're making progress. The bell rings. You're at the first floor. The door opens, and guess what happens next? See, princess, those childhood friends, well, they got goals of their own. Time for you to be strong because you're going to lose some of these friends during this ride and feel alone. But as they walk out, a few more friends walk in. You started off with 10, but now you're down to 8. Now, one of the new friends who just walked in pressed floor 2. So you know what that means. The next time the elevator door opens, they'll be gone too. But before they left, they introduced you to one of your friends who became your friend. Now, y'all became close like Ken. The door opens at floor two. You lose a few, but one man walks in and, well, he becomes your boyfriend. And now we're down to seven. Now, only four out of the seven are the original occupants that you begin with. In all, there are two strangers, one cousin, one friend, your mom, your new friend, and a boyfriend. Now, the elevator passes floor three. Seems like life is finally looking up. But as soon as you get comfortable, you're at the fourth floor and the door opens up. You're staring death right in the face. Quickly, you step back. He reaches in his arm and unexpectedly takes your mom. Everyone in the elevator consoles you. But this takes an emotional toll on you and your relationship. Everything you ever believed in or ever knew about is in doubt. You become so emotionally cold that right before the doors close, your boyfriend walks out. What's to expect by floor five? Now, what just happened on the fourth floor was a game changer, but by the time floor five arrives, you will lose one of those strangers. But before he leaves, he whispers to you, Princess, there's something that I hope that you see. She said, what's that? That God wants you to go through everything that you're going through in order for you to get to where he wants you to be. He leaves. Four remains. Only one more floor to go. But between the fifth and the sixth floor, you notice something. The other stranger reaches around you and hits the stop button. Everything is frozen except you and him. He said, okay, it's time for us to talk. Now, I've been here since the beginning, and I've seen everything that happened. And not once did you ever acknowledge me. I even gave you words of comfort when you lost your mommy. I figured at that point you would want to get to know me. Look around. Out of the ten that you started out with, there's only a few. Now, you have a choice or two. You can continue on. Use the experience of what you've been through to help heal, or you could do what you've been thinking, go in the purse and take those pills. She said, no, I want to live. Well, then you need to learn how to forgive. She now knew who she was talking to. She takes a deep breath and asks for forgiveness, but he said, I'll forgive you when you learn how to forgive yourself. He pressed the button. 
The bell rings. The door opens up the sixth floor. To your surprise, your ex-boyfriend is standing there, offer you his hand. You turn right around, look at that man right in the face and smile. See, out of the many people that have already come into your life, you've already lost the majority. Expect for the ones closest to you to disappoint you, let you down, betray you. But don't you change, princess, baby, stay you. And at the end of the day, when you place your family and friends before God, he will remove them to show you that he's a jealous God. And none should be placed before him. Trust him to know that he will replace everything stolen, restore everything lost, and heal everything broken. See, when you're dealing with lupus and when you're dealing with health problems and life, you're going to have some knockdowns on the way up. But it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. The Elevator, Black Eyes Show. Black Ice is in the building. Y'all see why he is worldwide known everywhere. I absolutely love this brother. Being able to be able to call him my actual brother as well. The elevator point was so very poignant and so very on point and timely. As you know that when you go through struggles and things in life, unfortunately you will lose some. But everything you keep in mind and always remember that God will replace, he will restore and he will heal. Black Eyes, you know I love you. Thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you on the front line to make an appearance yes. here live on Faith Inspired Expressions as we provide awareness tonight of lupus through the various warriors that we do have on the line tonight. Absolutely, and I just want to say congratulations to you, and these are our lupus heroes, our survivors, our warriors. I want to encourage you to keep fighting, you know, those days when it gets hard, those days that you want to quit, those days that you want to give up. Know that God is still good all the time, and all the time if God is good, and struggle is a part of this journey. Struggle is a part of this life. And so this life is your audition for everlasting life. And people are watching you. They're watching to see God in you. They're watching to see that although some days you're hurting, some days you're in pain, some days you're discouraged, how is your character? And as long as your character can be in Christ, in God, in Jesus, people can look at you even when you're going through your storm and know that God is real through your example. So I want to say thank you to all of you all and um, definitely keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so very much, Black ICO, my brother, my friend, my mentor. Absolutely love you, love you to life, and I do hope you enjoy the remainder of the show, love. I will. I'll be listening in. Thank you. All right, everyone, you all just heard from the CEO. I mean, when I tell you, as we've been speaking to Danielle, we've been talking about her schedule, and she don't sleep. This must be her brother because he, he don't sleep either. So by all means, I thank him for making his way and segueing onto the show tonight. I know that we were going to jumpstart right into your portrait, but to kind of toss it up a little bit, Ms. Chanel, since we had the portrait as well presented by Black Ice, if you could at this time share your journey of us with us in regards to your lupus when you were diagnosed, how people were adapting to it, what lessons that you want to pass on to other warriors to get them through. And a lot of it they've already been hearing because God is in everything that you do. So I know that that is where the heels come their help, where they need to look. But I want to give you the opportunity to speak to lupus and then have you come back with another point if that's okay. Yes, ma'am, that'll be fine. Um, I was actually diagnosed with lupus, um, two types of lupus, in 2012. And when I was diagnosed, I had been sick 
off and on with various types of illnesses for about four years. So it took four years to make the diagnosis. Um, when that happened, they told me that it dated back to birth. So for those of you who do not know, I am 50 years old, and I am walking in 50 years of victory over this thing. Um, I had just come off the heels of a cancer battle, three-time cancer survivor, just to hear that I was told, hey, you have lupus. This is what's going on. And I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I reached out to a young lady that I knew here. Um, I actually interviewed her on my talk show, um, both shows this month in honor of Lupus Awareness Month. Her name is Tracy Darden. And she was the only person that I knew that had ever mentioned lupus. So I found out that I had this autoimmune disease. And to kind of speed up time from then to now, um, lupus caused 38 active diagnoses, 38 all in the same body at one time. I'm not going to go through all of them, but the major one is congestive heart failure. I only have two functioning chambers of the heart. Um, I was actually scheduled to start the preparation process for a heart transplant as soon as one became available, and I'll tell you the victory in that when I get to some of the other stuff. Um, I don't have to have that heart transplant, but I've had four strokes, um, diabetes, fibromyalgia, I have a rare blood disorder, broken bones, joint pain and swelling. It feels like some days they just put my whole entire body into a car crusher and hit the on button, and it hurts from the inside out. I've had days where I couldn't even drive because my hands and my joints would swell so bad they would be swollen closed. I would have to get up and get my children to help massage my hands under warm and cold water to get my fingers to move. Um, I'm not supposed to be able to have any memory whatsoever because of the four strokes. Um, I'm not supposed to be able to remember a poem. It does take me a little longer than most poets to remember the poem, but once I got it, I got it. Um, but for me, I was told that I was going to lose my ability to walk. I've had five surgeries on one leg, one most recently. Um, a total joint replacement because I was literally losing my ability to walk. When I was there to get the Overcomer of the Year Award, I think it was 2018, I had a brace on my knee and I literally drove from Chicago to North Carolina to have um, the second and the third surgery on that knee only to turn around and have to have a fourth surgery on my knee. And a lot of what Tina was talking about, God bless you, my sister, I can relate to it so much, the arthritis. Lupus literally cost me everything, and, and I'm, I'll be really transparent with that. I lost my house, my car, my job. I lost friends. I lost family. Um, but I've never thought about dying. I've never considered suicide, and I've never thought about quitting because what worked for me is I was convinced about what the word of God said concerning healing, and I made a demand on that word, and I commanded my body and everything about it to line up with that word. And I said, God, if you're going to use me in ministry to tell people that you're a healer, then I need to see it in my own body so that I can convince them that you can do it for them as well, that you don't have to settle for the life that lupus wants to give you, but you can actually beat this thing. Yeah, there's no cure, and some things are considered terminal, but there's always healing, and there's still miracles. So I am your living, breathing, medically documented miracle. 
when they decided to do the fourth knee surgery, they canceled it. They said, look, your heart functions are only at 12 to 15 percent. We can't keep you alive to do this surgery. So they canceled it, sent me back to the heart doctor, and I told them when, when I left. I said, you know what, it would be just like God for you to send me back to my heart doctor for him to tell me that my heart got better. And they tried to convince me, no, you know, once your heart gets to this point, it doesn't recover. I wasn't supposed to live to be 40, and I'm 50, okay? Mm, I went back to the heart doctor, and God did it just like that. He said, when do you want to have your knee surgery? I said, today. He said, well, not only can (laughs) you have it, then you go ahead and schedule. I told him, I got things to do. I'm not going to give in to this diagnosis. And he was like, well, not only can you go ahead and get the cardiac clearance to have your surgery, but guess what? You don't have to have a heart transplant because your heart functions went from 12 to 15% to 40 to 45. Now, in the heart world, 100% heart functions is 60%. So I said, God, I want the rest of it. I want my whole 60%, even if you have to do it on the two functioning chambers of the heart, just to prove to them who you are and that you don't have to settle for this. So my whole life flipped upside down. I had to stop doing poetry. Just like Tina, at the height of the poetry game in my life, I had to stop because I had to make some lifestyle changes. And sometimes it's those lifestyle changes that allows you to minimize some of the symptoms while you stay in that healing process until you get the total victory over it. And making those changes is what has helped me to be the living, breathing miracle that you see today. So lupus totally changed my life, but I learned something from it. I learned how to go to war and win and walk in victory. Mm-mm. What a powerful, powerful testimony. If a person doesn't believe in the power of prayer and the power of believing after tonight, I, I don't know what y'all been listening to. I'm just going to be quite honest with you. You know, to be diagnosed not with one, but two types of disabilities, um, two types of lupus, I'm sorry, and having to go through multiple illnesses that you spoke of, and just to knowing the mere fact that doctors told you that you weren't supposed to make it to 40, you are at 50 and you are still, still counting. Mm -hmm. So everyone Mm -hmm. on the line, those that may be faced with lupus, those that I may not even be aware of or may have not even crossed paths with, and you may have seen lupus was a topic for tonight. Tonight I hope that you have received a word not only through the Princess of Poetry but in Tina as well, and knowing that God has the final say. So no matter what the doctors say, no matter what declaration they try to make on your life, it does not matter. Allow God's miracle to live through you because in your life, when people see the changes and they see the constant devotion that you have to God, they begin to become awakened. Like, who is this God that she speaks about? Who is this God that can go over any MD, any doctor, any physician, and that brings them closer to their walk as well? I thank you so very much, Janelle, for sharing your journey on lupus. And now we're going to segue into your next piece before we bring in Miss Lulu this evening. Okay. Um, I haven't done this one in a while, so you guys bear with me. It's my first and only lupus poem. <laughs> oh, um, I love it. <laughs> it okay. is. I, I, yes, and, and I just pray that it is a blessing into not only the lupus warrior's life, but anybody who's facing any type of medical opposition. And it goes like this. 
My veins have become so numb as concrete from being stuck so many times. And when the lab technician can't get anything and is looking perplexed, my reply is, my veins are so stubborn. I just don't know what else to tell you. Just try it again. It's okay. The only pain that I feel now is for all the people who suffer like I do. So, hey, Lupus, on behalf of Lupus Warriors, I have a message for you. How about farewell and goodbye? Because by faith, we bid you adieu. How about hit the road, Jack, or let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, or better yet, Lupus, let me see your head get small. And trust me, I can come up with all the ways to bid Lupus goodbye and farewell. How about just telling Lupus to go to, well, that attitude won't change anything. <laughs> like the Bible says, all things work together for good. But where is the good in this diagnosis? So just so you know, I've tried everything for the pain from narcotics to hypnosis, and yet there was no relief. Only some temporary releases here or there. And most of those who claimed to be my support system, those so-called friends and loved ones, well, they really didn't care. Tossing out get well soon as an auto response because they speak in riddles that they don't even understand. There is no get well soon in this autoimmune disease. Only miracle signs and wonders from God can fix this. Not any man. Doctors and nurses, pallbearers and hearses are what most lupus patients have to look forward to. Doom and gloom, handicapped lifestyles, dialysis, heart and kidney transplants. For me, 27 to 50 different daily medications, diabetes, congestive heart failure, four strokes due to hypertension, not to mention, oh, my God, you're probably thinking, isn't she finished? How much can one person go through? No. I won't ever be finished until I educate you on the facts. Fact one, you can't catch lupus. It may be incurable, but it's not contagious. Fact two, don't call us lazy, non-supporting, telling us to lay down, just get some rest, subconsciously thinking in your head that we should allow your determined ignorance about this topic to phase us. Mm -mm. Fact three. Lupus has no one set of symptoms, and it causes secondary diagnosis that are often terminal. In fact, four, we never ask for a lifetime of suffering and pain, some poisoning and rheumatoid arthritis, and a host of complications that are considered incurable. And most importantly, fact five, if you know someone with lupus, do us all a favor and research and learn about it. So your auto response will no longer be some unrealistic prayer that bounces off the ceiling. Instead, your new response will be, I'm praying for your miracle, and I'm expecting your healing. This is my lupus poem. That's that piece. That is that piece. And when I tell you, Princess of Poetry, you tied up like all my questions in a poem. So you're talking about bear with you. Baby, you need to make that poem like something that you do on every show, every performance that you ever get to, because it speaks to the experience about the danger. You know, we're taking it personal where it becomes numb, concrete from being struck so many times, and you just simply call them your, your stubborn names. Just try again. We speak of those pain for those that are suffering lupus or any other debilitating diseases. Farewell and goodbye. Hit the road, Jack. 
however you want to get it, but goodbye. I love how you say you can go you know where, but we're not going to finish that statement, not here on Faith mm-hmm. Inspired Expressions. See, all things work together for his good, but sometimes it gets easy to question, God, why me? Why did this have to happen to me out of all people? And as you stated, it is through your narrative, through your journey, through your testimony, through you breaking everything that the doctor said, that that's where the miracles, signs, and wonders come in. People may ask, like you said, 27 to 50 medications daily? Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Some people get mad at having to take a leave, Tylenol, or aspirin, but 27 to 50 medications. And even through it all, you made sure to educate us tonight live on the stream. It is not contagious. Don't call us lazy. Lupus has no one set of symptoms that we've heard from yourself as well as Tina. The symptoms can vary. Never ask for a lifetime of pain. Not you, not Tina, not Lulu, not anyone. And at the end of the day, your goal and your purpose is truly living through tonight because you have to research and learn so that your auto response is not just going to be, I hope you feel better or get well soon. But instead, I'm praying for a miracle and expecting a healing. Thank you so, so very much, Princess of Poetry. Janelle, you have been an amazing guest, an amazing story, an amazing honor, an amazing woman of God tonight to share your story. I thank you so much. I look forward to being able to connect with you on your show. And in all of your ventures, I congratulate you. My hat goes off to you, sis. I love you, love you to life. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be here with you and these other beautiful lupus warriors. And I just pray that it is a blessing to somebody and to God be the glory for all things. Amen, amen, amen. Tonight has already been amazing, you all, and we are still not done. For those that are just now tuning in, you are tuned in to four-time award-winning POET Radio with Faith-Inspired Expressions, and I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany. We will be segueing into my dear friend, Miss Lulu. However, what I will be doing as well is we are going to open up all of the mics one by one. This is the poetry segment of the show. If you are just listening, please just say you're just listening. But what we are going to do for the sake of time, we will be doing what's called a speed round. For those that are new to the poetry arena or new to the show platform, with a speed round, once we get everyone agrees to doing their poetry, what's going to happen, I'm going to go through the order, you're going to immediately go into your poem. When the poet finishes, they will say, in peace, the next poet's going to go immediately into their point. I'm going to go ahead and go to the lines, and once again, if you're just listening, that's great. Just say you're just listening. Let's go ahead and open up our first mic. Let's see who we have on the line. Caller 267-896, who do I have on the line tonight? Hey, what's going on? It's Kane Spade. Kane Spade in the building. Welcome to the show, love. I know you know the platform. You know how it goes down. So, Kane, you're going to be the beginning of this speed round tonight, all right? That's cool. All right, Kane. I'm going to ask as well, as we go through the speed round, if you're not speaking, please ensure that you mute your background so that it does not interfere with any of the other poets. We want to respect the pen, and we want to make sure that everything that they want to get out is heard by many. We're going to go ahead and go to our next caller. Let's see who we have on the line. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the show. Who do I have on the line? 815-382, can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you. It's Gina Storm calling from Joliet, Illinois. Absolutely going to Oh, be yes, Miss Gina Storm is in the building, my lupus warrior as well. So big shout-out to her. You are going to be number two in the speed round. You're not a stranger to any of the shows. So thank you so very much for coming in, Miss Gina. We're going to go ahead and move to our next caller. Let's see who we have on the line. 256410, 256410, Two five six two two six two five six two two six. Who do I have on the line tonight? Yes, this is Mary. I'm just listening. Doing a great job. Oh, thank you so very much, Mary. Greatly appreciate you. I'm gonna put you back on the comfy sofa, and I do hope you enjoy the remainder of the show, love. Uh-huh. All right, moving right along here. Let's see who we have next in the lineup. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Is this Mr. William Washington in the building? Hey, sister, how you doing? Congratulations. Blessed and highly favored. How are you, love? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. A little tired, but I'm doing well. Hey, listen. Well, we, After, we what I heard today, I, I we got, got no Mr. Complaint. Nell Strickland on the line. You know, she she's doing like a million jobs yes. in one. You can't get tired. <laughs> That's what I said. I got no complaints after what I heard. I have no complaints. You know, All right, Brother Washington, you already know the deal as well. A frequent fly here at Poet Radio. You will be number three on the speed round. Yes. And let's go to our next caller. Let's see who we have. I want to make sure I do not miss a soul. 256604, 256604. Who do I have on the line? Hello. Gwen. Yes, who do I have on the line? Oh, this is Shamima. Kenzie, and I'm calling in from Madison, Alabama, and I am just listening. All right, Miss Shamima. Well, thank you so very much for calling in from Madison, my fellow Scorpio. Appreciate you chiming uh, in, and I do hope you enjoy the remainder of the show tonight. I am. I'm loving it, and you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so very much, sweetie. All right, let's go down. I believe one of our callers we have here is Mr. Romeo Donati. Going to see if he's coming in to chime on the line. Romeo, is that you, sir? Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings, Mr. Romeo. Now, are you going to be blessing the mic or are you just tuning in tonight? I'll be sharing. Are you are sharing? Well, you got the number four spot, Mr. Romeo Donati. Let me go ahead and continue down the line, making sure I have not missed anyone. The line is jumping, so... If by chance I have not opened the line, please, please don't hesitate to raise your hand and I'll make sure I get to you going through our next caller, 423-304, 423-304. Who do I have on the line tonight? 423-304 going once, going twice. 423-304, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Who do I have on the line tonight? Poetess Phenomenal C from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I am a 48-year RA warrior, and I am happy to be in here with my sisters and brothers. 
I love it. I love it from Chattanooga. Not too far, just right down the highway. Are you going to be chiming in with us tonight to share a piece? Or are you just tuning in tonight? I'm chiming in. All right. Well, thank you so very much. I'm going to go ahead and mute you back out, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving right along here. 202297, 202297. Who do I have on the line tonight? King's Cadence in the building, Washington, D.C. King's Cadence and Gina Storm. That's how we do that thing. Thank you so very much for joining in tonight as well. You are not a stranger, so I don't feel like I have to go through all the precursors. You will be that number five five. You are great for this, King's Cadence. Let's go ahead and go to the next line. Let's see who we have in the building. 310-613-310-613. Who do I have on the line tonight? This is Anthony from Los Angeles. Hi. Hi, Anthony. How's it going? Oh, I'm okay. We love to hear it. Now, thank you so very much for joining in tonight. Will you be blessing us with one of your pieces this evening? Yes, I'll read something. I really appreciate listening to the women speak about their lives. You really resonated with me. Oh, well, thank you so very much. You are a queen in your own right and greatly appreciate you joining in tonight. We're going to make sure that we have not missed a mic, and then I will go over the order of the speed round, and then we're going to get this thing cracking, y'all. I'm just saying I love you all. And so once again, if I come to your line again, please forgive me. We're just going to open it up and see if they're available. 256-417, Who do I have on the line tonight? All right, looks like they're just listening, or I may have already tuned in, so let's mute them back out. 604, we've already taken care of. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to make sure that we bring our future in as well, just to make sure that she doesn't want to jump in on the end of this amazing speed round. Miss Princess of Poetry, Miss Janelle, would you like to share a final piece with us this evening? Sure. That's what I love to hear. Well, it looks like I have covered all – oh, I take that back. It looks like I missed two more lines. So you may not be ending now. Let's see who we got on this line. Once again, if you all would like to jump in, please raise your hand. I just saw those last two hands come in. We're going to take care of those. 708 – who do we have on the line? 708-674. This your girl, Nina Purple. What's going on, my sister? Purple rain. Still celebrating that birthday, I hope. Boo, how are you? Man, I'm all right, man. I'm 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 kinda angry at how my city just looting and tearing up stuff today, man. Other than that, I'm all I right. I'm good. I'm blessed. That's the way to be blessed and highly favored and won't complain. Well, I thank you so very much for joining in. Nina, you know how the store goes. I host with her on Mondays as well as William Washington are in the building, so they already know how the speed round goes. So I'm going to go ahead and open up our next mic and see who we have here. Okay, so it looks like they're already unmuted, 708-674. So looks like we are going to be the number eight, but I'm going to double-check here, 708-674, 708-674. Who do I have? I'm 674. Okay, 267. That's the one I did not do, 267-896. Two six seven eight nine six going once. There's King's Trade, I believe. 
Okay, King Spade. So we got you at the very beginning. All right, so we are going to do eight, and y'all know I love numbers. So eight is for completion, y'all. New beginnings. Seven is completion, which my daughter is little number seven, and eight is new beginnings. What better number for a new show at the end of the month? I'm going to go through this speed round lineup. We have first on the mic, Kane Spade. Up next, Gina Storm. Third, we have William Washington. Fourth, we have Romeo Donati. Five, we have King Cadence. Six, we have Anthony. Seven, we have our future from the evening, Ms. Janelle. And eight, we have Nina Rain. After completing the speed round, we will immediately go into our final future for this evening, which will be Ms. Lasagna, better known as Lulu, which is also, also a lupus warrior that we are living our life through today and making sure that we're celebrating each of them. Once again, for the speed round, if you're not speaking, please press the mute button. Once you are finished with your piece, please stay in peace and mute your line for the next available poet. Kane Spade, the show is yours. The disease is USA. Corona. When I hear this word, I think of sickness and health, stupidity and greed, a disease I'm told that's been around for hundreds of years, reminded me of the Black Plague, cholera to Ebola. I mean, how can a common cold mutate to a point to take a life in this day and age? Instead of a solution, the USA so quick to aim and blame. Never to think about following an example that broadcast live for months. We could have been ahead of the game, but we got a president called Trump the chump, thinking everything is a joke until lives are lost. Now I'm thinking, oh, will I be losing votes? Those who think the government is going to show up door to door to save you, now that's a joke. Now, because of panic and confusion and, of course, the government delusions, people hoarding certain foods and water causing stores to react to this disorder by now limiting how much we can buy. Now, kind artists and so-called hustlers are trying to feed off a disaster by selling a case of water, some toilet paper, and paper towels for what? Fifty bucks a pop? What the the madness needs to stop. And some people still don't see a threat. Walking around unprotected, you need to wear a damn mask and gloves. If you don't have a mask, at least wear gloves. Now you still need to wear a mask at the end of the store nowadays. People still bicker over BS. That's a waste of time. Not watching the news now would be called a crime. Now is the time. To ultimately be on your P's and Q's, don't let paranoia consume you. Stay safe. Stay woke. Keep clean from the, this disease. I mean, stay away from the negative. Take the necessary precautions, people. The threat is real. Those who doubt need to open your eyes. Stores are closed. Schools are shut down. Banks, shit, I can't even get in the door. Martial law may be our future. Is this the end? Amber alerts all the time on a cell phone. I don't have all the answers, but I choose to survive. And that's always from DSR all damn day. Tina Storm, I'm a lupus warrior. I'm telling my piece. The story is me. I was born on December 23, 1969, Breach. 
that means that I came into the world feet first. My mother said that I had things to do, and of course, I thought she was joking. But the reality was this, see, I had work to do, and I didn't realize that it was going to be my story. I'd always been a sick child, really. I can't really remember a time when I wasn't ill. I was the kind of sick that get well soon didn't apply to. I heard that previously, and that's also for me. So as I got older, my body constantly changing. I was going through things, and my mind was rearranging. My memory would become foggy because I had a cluster of autoimmune diseases, and it was the last one to be diagnosed. They told me previously that I had fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, and then I had myasthenia gravis, which in Latin means grave muscle weakness. They also thought I had Bell palsy, but it was only profound weakness on my right side. It looked like I had stroke symptoms, and I was wheelchair-bound for quite some time. Later on, I used a walker to get around, and later I ambulated with the cane, and eventually when they removed my thymus, you have to Google it. It's a lot for your brain. Once they took that gland out, I went into remission with the myasthenia gravis and got to the point where I became an advocate for my own health. By then, I was 27. I was diagnosed then, and I was told while I was married and had a small daughter as well that I wouldn't live to see 30 and I'd have no other children. Prior to her birth, I was told that having a child wouldn't be a possibility. But, oh, look at me. I know that doctors have a job to do when they're practicing medicine, but I know one thing to be true. All of my life, grace and mercy have followed me, and it continues to. So even though my lupus is an in remission, I was taking 19 prescriptions, and they're down to just three. And every day, I'm living my best life. This is simply the story of me. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. Who said black male spoken word artists are too angry to write a love poem? Who said that all we write about is how they nail Jesus to the cross, life giving, life taking, life laws? Resurrecting on the third day at the age of 33. Three, three, three are numbers I play when I play my lottery. 400 years of numerical slavery. Who said that all we write about is Martin, Malcolm, Megan, John, Trayvon, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Breonna Taylor, Amara Berry, George Floyd, arrested, assassinated. Gunned down for running with Skittles and Arizona iced tea. Lynched in her jail cell. Choked out on the New York City sidewalk. Concrete. Shot dead while asleep in her own home. The excuse? A no-knock. A no-knock order to kill. Stalk. Gunned down for jogging while black. Knee to the back of his neck till he no longer breathes. Coronavirus 2020. Racist police. And all we black and brown people are trying to do is just breathe. Who says black male spoken word artists are too angry to write a love poem? My Nubian goddess, my queen, when all this murdering of black and brown men and women subsides, I promise 
to write you a love poem to be continued in poem. Revolution has been televised, but it's filled and construed with a sect of people telling lies. Where is our battle cry? Too much silence, especially when the only sounds you hear after police violence. I guess the son I made another mother cry. No need to keep asking why. When our questions have been answered with an unbalanced economics and actual genocide, we march, they mace. We come in peace, they draw pieces while holding water holes spray. Even if we threw a sticks, it's at tanks. So what does that say? Government politics policies predict they shall rank. Don't you dare think for one second. They're not scared of you. They're scared of us. When the community comes back together in love, we must trust. Memories of Harry Tubman's life-saving journey to freedom destination. More can be said of the Moors for helping the universal education. Hygiene and everything needed to make a civilization out of a voided nation. But like the low tide, we shall rise. But the truth is we own God's likeness and the image, thus we can try. Melodated created. Some kiss without the open skies. They gave us his story. But let's study our history. And it starts with her. First woman you see. Call her mother, call her wife, call her dollar, call her life. Stop being the cause of calling her strife. Like crabs at the table, you need a pair to play this game of dice. Right, you say Stokely, Carmichael, Kwame, Tour. The speech and secrets just gave us a chance to fight the vaccination with a cure. Come together, build in our strength. We have the color that can be washed and faded out in the rent. That's my thought. King Tatum? I'm here. Yeah, you're next. Okay. Ah, sorry. Purple lipstick. After reading hours of content, some helpful, some negative, some irrelevant nonsense, it dawned on me. I'm afraid I realized that I might not be able to love you better. I mean, it won't be due to lack of trying, but after my brother's recent passing, I guess I never really factored dying. I gathered a war plan, read everything I could on lupus to gain understanding. With every bit of knowledge, I gained a little intelligence and panic. I began bargaining with God, my prayer reaching levels of frantic. I lay silently in tears like maybe I would be granted an actual answer, but nothing. Father, share with me. I mean, right now, I need that burning bush clarity because it's haunting me. These tears are working me. This is beyond an emergency. I've held her, felt the life force being only driven by her life force. My arms tighten as she whisper, I'm okay, and that light voice. I have a confession that sometimes when she sleeps a really long, I have to wake her because of after a day of sleep, I start to feel as if it's something major. But I'm so proud of that strength and the frown that gets intense and the pain that never seems to stop. I never knew what it chronically meant. She's a beautiful queen that has a warrior pain made of purple lipstick. Determined to fight, forcing herself to eat, pushing herself through life, 
and I love that with everything that I have. Even if you don't know the finish line placement in the distance, I'm just honored to love and witness every time she goes to war with the purple lipstick. And She walks. Anthony, you're up. She walks in non-repeating lines, one footprint at a time. Each step a miracle in the making that tells the story to her children. Never seeming to run out of words for their sake, she walks with unseen determination that grieves, effortlessly thankful for the small things others take for granted, able to laugh at what most people cry about, because she knows the one who orders her path. She walks, liberating herself, imagining herself in flight. Sometimes, if you look closely, you can see her wings. She walks, closer to the light on a higher plane. No one really understands the divine connection that keeps her in motion as she walks day by day remembering how earth used to feel beneath her feet. Angels dance, peering from the heavenly, sunrise glowing in the distance, scattering darkness out of her way. She walks unstoppable, almost floating, unbelievably and undeniably. She walks and pumps. O death, where is your sting? And O grave, where is your victory? There is nothing more painful than friendships and betrayals, and these are the rantings and translations of what love looks like off stage. But have you ever been played? Brokenhearted, friendships started, only to end with a pool of your own blood surrounding you. Those who fixed themselves beside you betrayed you, and somehow, God taught you how to love them past it. But have you ever just lost it? Lost your passion for your purpose? Can't find a system for your success? And your gift feels like it just isn't making room? What do you do when your dreams don't bloom? You turn into a farmer. You go into the soil of your soul and dig deeper. Turning over the dirt of life, you reach over for God's fertilizer to turn what was meant to be your grave into your garden. You plow and you dig. You pray and you cry. And you ask God why only to get his simple but deep reply. Why not, my child? I've given you every tool that you need, so take the dead parts of you and place them in the soil because now you've become a seed. And you'll birth a harvest of plenty, speaking life into many, and forever leaving a legacy of love. Go, my child, give your passion a renewed hug and grow. For in you I have placed many, many gifts, some of them you haven't even discovered yet. Remember, what you think is silence and grief is just God setting you up for your next release. And never despise the dark places, says God. For this is where seeds multiply, and my glory in you is revealed. Your legacy and your destiny, it's already sealed. So just wait. Love 
serve. Put in consistent good work, and in time, it shall reveal. And what God promised you, no man can steal. It's in the darkest of dirt. A seed ruptures its worth, and the harvest is for the entire world to feast upon. So again, Oh, death, where is your sting? And grave, you have no victory because God already decreed and because of my sacrifice of being a seed, I have already won. I am the indestructible me. I am the princess of poetry. That's that piece. Nina? Change is going to come. Yeah. Go ahead, Nina. You hear me? Change yes, is going to come if you believe it. All you have to do is open up your heart and receive it. I didn't find happiness. Happiness found me. And it allowed my soul to be set free, a soul that was trapped under the deepest, darkest of skin, trying to find a place in this world to fit in. Through things I've been trying to find comfort in many ungrateful men who participated with me in sin didn't deserve the title of my boyfriend who didn't respect self, so how in the hell could they respect anyone else? After running from idiot to ignorance, what's left? I needed self-help. It took me losing my last breath to wake up in my own identity, having many men befriend me, having to be, a mis- my, having to be myself in order to find myself. Is what I needed. My hurt was too big for a band-aid. When I bleeded, change and made my confidence seem conceited. It used to be a time when I would drown in my sorrow, but I realized it was hope for tomorrow. After slipping into darkness, I found the light. Loving self was right because I have God in my life today, and all negativity has gone away. And that's at peace. America, America, wake up, I say. I abhor you. Stay awake at night and or day. Flooded images of police brutality, blue on black, white on black. Can't let it distract. See, racism is alive and manifesting. Satan is overall keeping us all from resting. The moment you get pulled over by a Caucasian officer, traffic stop caught by a body monitor, mind begins to race, wondering if your race will ultimately lead to a case. Lives have been slain, too many to name. The fear that has been built takes us away from the continental quilt. My incident ended in a citation delivered a and drive safe. What is it, though, when so many areas of the world are unsafe? We have to remove the generalization. We are only creating each other's castration. See, I am an African-American woman who is not what you say I am, just as every white person is not racist, just as every black person is not a thug, just as every Mexican is not out to take what's yours, just as every officer is not out to abuse the power We are all created equal in his own eye. See, although I did comply and my story won't be televised, if I went to slumber, the images presented were only magnetized, awakened from a nightmare. Violence displayed among my most precious jewels, taunts and slurs of racism too. Family matriarch steps in only to be beaten, not from blue on black or white on black, rather with Satan on Christ, hate on love. The absence of love is what brings us here. For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten sons. America, America, please wake up. Elections are coming. They're upon us. I refuse to be voiceless. Take a stand. The nightmare I speak could be our next generation's continued parallel reality. And that is that piece, everyone. This is Enigmatic Mahogany. We are about to end this show. We are going to bring in our last future guest, but definitely not least. 
We have Ms. Lasagna that will be coming to the line and sharing her story, her journey of lupus tonight. Lulu, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Welcome, welcome to the show, Lulu. How's it going tonight? It's going awesome. I love to hear it, Lulu. Well, as you've heard, we do not want to speak about lupus first, only because that is not a definition of who you are. So I want you to give the people on the line, those on the phone line, those in the chat room, give them a taste of Lulu that I have come to formally know so they can know just a little bit about you before we go into your journey this evening. Okay. I am 47, Lord's willing, June 24th. I will be 48. I'm a mother of two two sons, a grandmother of one awesome, awesome six-year-old little boy that keeps me on my toes that I am currently raising. I am a member of the Order of the Eastern Star, as well as a member of Lambda Pink Shells, which we do a lot of community service that keeps me going and on my toes and fulfillment. I um, was diagnosed with um, lupus when they didn't know anything about lupus which they still are you know, learning a lot about lupus. But I had said, after going through a lot of things and blood clots, lupus does not have me, I have lupus. It does not control me, I control it. I sit up there and I like to say, I, I travel, I live my life to the fullest. I do not take risks, no, I do not. But when I can do, I do. When I can go, I go. I um, had sit up there and had my very first episode of um, rheumatoid arthritis when I was 10. Of course, um, a 10-year-old that cannot walk, um, had to be on crutches, didn't know what was going on. Um, Like one of the other guests said, when they finally did diagnose me, they said more like it went back to birth. I had my very first episode of blood clots when I was 16. I currently have had blood clots, new blood clots every year. Ever since then, they told me that I would have to stay on blood thinners the rest of my life. Um, they sit up there, and um, I have another autoimmune. Um, so I have two autoimmunes that's fighting one another. I have uh, pyoderma gangrenosis, which are two wounds on the lower extremities. I've been times where I could not take two steps. At days it'd be that way now. But like I said, I have learned to sit up there and find the good in my bad, painful days and praise God in the midst of all my storms because when he's carrying me through all my good days, he is carrying me through on my bad days as well. It's not me, it's him. I give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise. I have the skin, skin blood, and joint lupus. I have um, had it to attack my heart. I have osteonecrosis, osteoporosis, and osteoarthritis. Right now, I'm at age 47. I cannot break or sprain a bone, or it does not um, heal back. It does not heal uh, back and everything, so I have to sit up there and, and um, you know, be careful with what I do. And like I said, with we having a six-year-old, and I also have a son that's um, special needs. He is 29. They said that he wouldn't make it um, to even, you know, three days. But God showed that, like I said, that that is a lie. It's all through him. Yes, they have to tell us the scientific part of it, but I have faith. I have been through all of my trials and tribulations and my journey. He has set up there, and my faith has been made stronger. Yes, I have heard, oh, it's going to be okay, get better. Oh, she's faking. Because um, one minute at 752, you could be fine. 747, 
everything can be done broke loose. You can miss it up there and can't move. You know, you're sick. Everything's going to sit up there, you know, and happen. It has set up there. So they think you're faking. I have lost, you know, friends. But when you look at it, they're really not your friends if they sit up there and, you know, want to, you know, bail ship and, you know, and, and leave ship on you. I have sat up there and had family members. Um, one minute they're going to be there, then they're not. You know, I've learned, found out through people when you can do for them, then everything is fine. But um, like I said, hey, God sat up there, and I have uh, seen that where he allows, like I said, the devil can't do anything to us unless God gives him permission. And God has already equipped every last one of us with the necessary tools that we need with whatever that comes our way. So, therefore, you know, we just have to sit up there and use those tools and utilize those that he has already given us. And I had to learn that. And just, I want to say about eight months ago, I used to, I did, I used to be worried. They tell us, you know, hey, if you're going to pray about it, you know, leave it there. You know, if you go, you go down on your knees and you bring it back up with you, you don't have faith in God. You know, and I'm like, I have faith in God, but I'm, I'm, I'm still human. I was sitting in my car and I pulled up in my yard and I just sat there. Because I was always going to the doctor, and right now with these wounds, this pyoderma is a very, very rare, very rare disease. And a lot of the uh, medical profession, professionals, they have not heard of it, have not treated it. So I'm just really, you know, a test subject. They said by now it should have been unhealed by now. It, the wound has taken over half of one of my legs and taken uh, over half of the other one. They, um, at any time, you know, they can come and say, hey, we need to, you know, amputate. I go in and out the hospital two, three times a year, no less than, you know, eight days each time from getting, you know, infection. Right now, I only have three IV antibiotics that my body can sit up there and take. All the rest of them I have gotten um, immune to, I, I can't take them. So if I get, um, get uh, infection in my blood, you know, I'll be, you know, up the creek. But I said, God is up that creek, so I, I don't even worry about that anymore. But to get to that part with being worried and stressed, I sit up there, and so many doctors have came in the room and said, Ms. Mockadu, um, there's nothing else I can sit up there and do for you. We have done everything that we could do. Um, I don't reached the height of my profession to where I could go in my reach, so I don't know what to do, so we have to turn you loose. So going in and out of doctor's offices, and you're not knowing if they're going to come in the room and say that, I just start crying every time, not knowing. So when I put up in my yard this particular day, I just sat in my yard, and I just, you know, just got to crying. And then you know, all of a sudden, when they literally say the weight lifted up off my shoulders, I, that fear, I turned loose that demon, which was fear of the not knowing. And ever since then, when I say that ex, we're going to have stress, that, that, that's a given. But it's how we deal with it and what we do with it. And when I released that fear, of not knowing when the doctor come in, because I go to the doctor no less than twice a week. I'm down to like twice a week now, and thank the good Lord, I'm trying to get to you know, none a week, maybe once a month or once every six mm-hmm. months. But, but the Lord has studied and taken me, and see what I was doing, I was moving. I wasn't sitting still. I had to start sitting still and listening to him. I had to declutter. I had so much going on, and when people say, oh, you have to declutter what you're cleaning out your closet and uh, declutter in life. So when I started decluttering things, things started being more clear. I started being able to hear. Because, like, when you're in a building and you got so many people talking and yelling and you can't hear what you need 
to hear. And so, therefore, I mean, I couldn't really hear God. I'm thinking I'm hearing him. I'm thinking, you know, what he's telling me, but I couldn't hear him. And when I started decluttering and I started listening and I started researching on my own, and you know, like I said, we, yeah, I, you know, you have to, you know, you have to listen to, you know, your your physician and everything. But you also, too, like the pastor say, read yourself. Don't just take my word for it. So when I start educating myself on a lot of the things that was going on with my body, then I start being more aware of. And it's so complex with me. They call me a complex case because what this will help with this problem that I have, it'll hurt with this one. I have had so many surgeries on my stomach, and right now I need two hip replacements and two knee replacements, but I can't have them because of the fact of the bad wounds on my legs that keep getting infected, and if I get the surgery, he said that it'll set up there and it will um, possibly infect the um, new parts that I get. And um, back in 2010, I was needing surgery, and I have a letter from the doctor at the um, sports at TLC right now, Dr. Franklin, and he said he couldn't do it because I was too young, and it was a 60-40 chance, 60% chance that I wouldn't make it off the table or I wouldn't make it through the recovery process because of my blood clotting problem. And I was too young, and he didn't want to take that risk. So, and I'm like, okay, what am I to do? So, you know, and then I had a doctor that was, that was my lupus doctor, and instead of him doing the necessary tests that I needed every three years, which is the bone scan and the MRI and the X-ray, he just kept upping my medicine, upping my medicine when I'm going in and I'm hurting, this is not working, you know, and so it caused more damage to my body. That's why my knees and my joints are like they are now. I don't have, I have um, dead knee bone and hip bone because blood is not circulating to them. And right now there's nothing that they can sit up there and do because all the damage has been done. But had I been getting those tests, they could have caught it. So I was like, you know what? It hurt me because when you put yourself in these doctor's hands, that you know, you like, okay, hey, I'm, I'm entrusting you with my life. You're supposed to know what you're doing. And, you know, it hurt me, and I was really upset about it. But now I'm like, hey, that's spilled milk. We got to step there and move on. So on my days where I can walk and I can do, I enjoy it to the fullest. If I could dance, if I could sing, if I could just want to sit there. I'm at the point now where I say I'm living every day, every day as if it's my last. So if I decide if you call me and I'm sitting on my couch and I don't want to move, I'm just not going to move. If I do I mean, I do. But first and foremost, every morning when I open my eyes, middle of the day, at night, when I'm giving God all the honor and the glory, because it's been a few times where they had to call all my family in before I could have surgery because of the fact that I would not make it. You know, they didn't think I would make it off the table. I have to get a medical clearance. And I'm like, Lord, but everything that they said, everything that they said was going to happen to me. You carried me through when it got real, 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 when I had to even get wheelchair bound. I'm like, you know, Lord, I am, I, I'm going through too much at this early age. You know, and, I, and some of it I have to put on myself because at an early age, I just got defiant. I'm not taking all these pills. I'm too young, you know, and so cause we can cause, you know, problem and harm to our own self by being stubborn and contrary, as my grandmother say. But I'm like, you know, Lord, when I started having heart problems, heart failure last year, and the doctor told me I had had two small heart attacks, and I did not know. My heart was only beating at um, 40 beats a minute, had two left uh, leaking ventricles, and I did not know. 
And I'm like, you know, and it was all lupus. But every time you go to the doctor, it's always lupus, 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 lupus. And I'm like, don't blame everything on lupus. Let's go ahead and let's test these things. I know it caused problems. But I have to say that I sat up there, and I never wanted to kill myself. I'm not going to sit up there and tell that lie. But what has happened with me, it has gotten times where when I say I done learned those cliches, body racking with pain, late in the midnight hour, for real, when I say what excruciating pain, and I have prayed, Lord, if you love me, please call me on home to glory because I cannot take this pain in my body anymore, screaming and hollering to where people walking down the street can hear me from inside of my house. I said, I can't make it tomorrow. And he showed me, don't worry about tomorrow. If it's 12.52, you were about 12.53. If it's 12.53 and 13 seconds, you were about 12.53 and 14 seconds. And before I know it, it is the next day. But like I said, I have set up there, and it has gotten, you know, really bad. But I said, you know, Lord, through all of this, through everything that you have sent up there and taken me through, you didn't lead me to it, and it's left me. You have taken me through it. I have found out you have other people by listening to my other sisters' testimony. I mean, you know, you think that you have it, you know, really bad, and you hear some things that your other fellow sisters or somebody else is going through. And all I can do is sit and say, pray, say, thank you, Lord, and whatever I could do to help anybody when I can, Lord, I'm, I'm here. I have weakness in my hands. Sometimes when I'm driving, I could sit up there and lose grip. And, it, you know, my hands fall. I mean, muscle weakness. And I could be walking in the store, knees and everything giving out. And I'm like, people looking at you all funny, like, okay, like, what's wrong, you know, with her? You know, and I used to didn't want to go out in public. My legs, because I have to have them wrapped up. I used to wouldn't sit up there and wear dresses or wear shorts. I just started wearing them, you know, last summer because everybody wanted to look, you know, oh, my gosh, she, you know, wrapped all up. But I sat up there and Lord started showing me, Lulu, I got you. You more worried about them or me? That's when I started having to declutter. Like I said, my grandson, he, he, he started giving me that drive and that push. I mean, he keeps me on my toes. He played basketball, baseball, and soccer. And like I said, I had to sit up there and take, you know, custody of him. And there's been times where I almost had to crawl out my house to get him to school because I couldn't walk. And the things we do as parents, my son that's, you know, that's hydrocephalus and has cerebral palsy, that has never walked a day before in his life and only used the left side of his body, I have to still sit up there, even with my bad days, find the strength. But I can sit up there, and I know that where you have to sit up there and massage your hands or get somebody to help you or you're catching them cramps. And, you know, sometimes I haven't had anybody to sit up there and be there. And I'm going to have to sit there and cry through it and try to, you know, do it myself. But any, anybody on this earth, because I've always had God. So like I said, I have sat up there, and he has made me stronger. And like I said, I don't have lupus. And by his stripes, we all are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for giving me this time. And if I can ever help anybody, I don't care if it's just an ear or a shoulder. And I'm the type of person that if I say that, I mean that. I'm not the one to be like, oh, okay, let me just say that because that's just a thing to say. Late in the midnight hour, early in the morning, if I could be of any assistance in any type of way, feel free to sit there and call me, hit me up, 
And I love each and every one, even it has been a blessing to hear this poetry and to be a part of this wonderful cast. Lulu, you have been amazing. I thank you so very much for being transparent and sharing your journey here tonight on Faith-Inspired Expressions. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the young people like to say, YOLO, you only live once. But I like to say you only die once. You live every day. And each of you queens, Lulu, Tina, Janelle, you all are living every day. And you said you are healed by his stripes. Everything, everything must bow to his name, whether that be lupus or any ailment that anyone is dealing with on these phone lines. It has been an amazing journey. Tonight would not be right if I did not honor my cousin, Diane Thorne. She died seven years ago. Unfortunately, she did not win her battle with lupus. Her name, and I'm sure Lasagna didn't know, but her name, tenderly known, is Lulu, and I love her, love her to life. May she continue to rest in heaven and continue to look above us. We appreciate you. And I know that sometimes quotes can seem a little cheesy, a little cliche, but tonight I want to end with a quote. But before I do, I want to make sure that I thank every one of you, the queens that have been on the line that have been the warriors tonight, as well as every poet that has graced the mic tonight, the callers that were simply listening in tonight, Black Eyes for making this platform available. This show has blew my mind, and I thank each of you. I love you more than life itself. And I'm going to end tonight as your host, Enigmatic Mahogany, in saying always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and twice as beautiful as you've ever imagined. This is Enigmatic Mahogany signing out on faith-inspired expressions. Please tune in next Sunday. I will be here to be your pusher every Sunday at BHM, and I will guess what? Overdose you. Once again, thank you, everyone, and to all a great and prosperous week. Good night, everyone. Love you all. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.